Say ho tell, mo tell, holiday in. If your golem acting up, then I'll charm your friend. Right, the Thiefling Guide and the Rogue Guide. Wait, the Thiefling? The Thiefling. So it's Todd the Thiefling now? It's appropriate. I like it. Thiefling. <laughs> Todd the Thiefling. <laughs> what? What? No, I don't I don't steal. That's not what I do. Why would you think that? All right, so while he's gone, we should probably take this time to metagame. <laughs> <laughs> this is a uh, classic Dragon Ball Z filler episode. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Gimme to Loot podcast, the Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition actual play podcast that promises not to use the term junk rash for at least another episode. My name's Turner, and I'll be your dungeon master and voice of pre-show announcements, at least until the recounts are finished and the court cases, at which point Joe Biden will still be the lawfully elected president of the United States of America, and Kamala Harris will still be pretty goddamn awesome as the vice president. So, hey, episode four, welcome back. If you've been waiting for the episode where the party of five finally comes together as a cohesive unit to overcome an insurmountable challenge, I am very, very, very sorry. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. Thank you for joining us. Maybe go back and listen to a couple and you'll figure out where the hell all these kobolds came from. If you've been listening, thanks for hanging in, coming back. We really do appreciate your listenership. Please take a moment to give us some feedback, either by emailing us at dm for Dungeon Master at gmdlcast.com or by giving us a rating or review on the podcast platform which serves you your entertainment. Remember, as we clearly saw on Election Day, every vote matters. You can find us on social media at gmdlcast on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, but mostly Twitter. We dropped our first episode last week of DM Splaining, which will be the vehicle for our bonus episodes with cast interviews, rules discussions, content reviews, and just whatever we feel like doing a quick recording on. They won't come out every off week. It'll probably be more like every other, every other. We've got a couple of fun guests coming up that we'll be recording in the next two months as we go into our holiday schedule. We've got everything planned out and we've got episodes in the tank. So we will be just releasing straight through the holidays. We're not currently doing a ton of online marketing. So please take a moment to recommend this podcast to one of your friends. Word of mouth is incredibly beneficial for a new starting podcast, especially when Russian bots have bought up all the Twitter ads, possibly in an effort to keep a tawny troll in power. We do appreciate your support. Oh, and just a heads up, the Gimme the Loot podcast is not a family-friendly show. There is a ton of juvenile humor and more than a few dick jokes. If there are any specific content warnings, we'll be sure to include them in the notes below. Cool. So, on to the show. We rejoin Harland, Anthony, Jamie, Jazz, and Andrew as Todd, Baba, Eldrin, Fate, and Moyle with a quick recap and on to the Siege of Waypoint 13. Through happenstance, call it fate, call it karma, call it what you will, these five opportunists ended up at the same truck stop and on a fateful night where a bounty hunter semi-successfully cornered his quarry, which led to a job, a contractor position with a group of lumberjacks who were having some issues in the woods. You guys bravely ventured out, well, you ventured out, encountered some kobolds, rescued a lumberjack, fell into a pit, 
solved a combination lock, were attacked by a swarm of hands, got sprayed by skunks and other traps, not necessarily in that order. And now after a daring retreat back to the waypoint that we just kind of glossed over because who wants to listen to 45 minutes of you guys role-playing running through the forest? Uh-huh. We are back at the waypoint now. You guys just ran in through the front door. Hordes of kobolds shortly behind you. And in fact, as you guys get through the gate, which Paul and his assistant slam shut behind you, you can, you can see the the forest kind of rumbling a little bit, uh, and the trees kind of kind of being jostled and pushed to the side. You can't really see the kobolds because of the palisade which circles the waypoint, but you can tell that there is a large group of something beginning to amass outside the waypoint gates. Judging by the noise. Judging just whether the general level of hubbub seems to be encircling the encampment. Paul gives Bobby a, a nod and turns to you guys and says, What the hell have you guys brought to our doorstep? Uh, your lumberjack. <laughs> <laughs> Did you want us to bring this guy back? <laughs> his assistant raises his hand and goes, Ah, uh, yes, sir. Technically, you did ask them to uh-huh. rescue. Uh, he waves the guy off and he's like, yeah, God damn it. I, I know what I asked for, but I didn't expect you to bring a whole army in tow behind you. You didn't say not to. It's kind of the price of doing business. It's just what happened. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Paul, you get what you get and you don't get upset. All right. Says, well, I guess this is technically a mission accomplished situation. So uh, what was the agreement for the rescue? One million uh, gold. All the money. <laughs> <laughs> And also, he's supposed to turn over the bounty for, uh, turn over the, the body we need to collect our bounty. Paul turns to his, what was, uh, oh, Jesus Christ. I did not, right? was, was it a, it was a hundred gold a pop, right? Or 50? That, I don't remember. I, that is a good question. Uh, I believe it was a hundred and fifty. It was, a, it was definitely a hundred. Yeah, it was a hundred. It was absolutely, it was absolutely a hundred. It's always, it's always the bigger number. Oh, that's what I learned. Ray, if somebody asks you a god, you say yes. If somebody asks you two <laughs> numbers, you say the larger one, goddammit. <laughs> Bounty hunter school is what I was taught. Yeah, but to be fair, you were also taught how to properly aspirate red wine for, for the banquets. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's too. All right, let me just, uh, let me get things in order. You guys hang out here. I'm going to go back to the office. We'll get Bobby patched up and uh, I'll get you your... I'll get you your gold. And the bounty, right? Yeah, yeah. You guys can have those bodies. that We've been keeping them on ice. So he trudges back. You guys do a quick survey of the waypoint. You can see it's largely emptied out from when you were here previously. You know, it wasn't super crowded the first time around. There was a long-haul caravan that had just arrived when you left to go to the forest. That has cleared out. And there now there is one sole long-haul carriage sitting in front of the Duckies General Store and Fueling Station. It looks significantly different from the other one. Where the other one looks simpler, this one looks almost like a little castle on wheels. Like, like if somebody took the section of a wall from a large city and stuck wheels underneath it, this would almost look like what you would picture it as. A crenellated top. You're not sure if it's actually made out of stone, but it looks like it's made out of stone. Just super solid. And there's a dwarf leaning up against the front of it, smoking a big fat cigar, just kind of watching you guys and taking in the situation as a whole. 
What are you guys doing while you're uh, just going to hang out here and wait for Paul to show back up? Are we just out in the open? You guys basically would have come in through this northern gate down that northern foot trail. So you are currently in the open plaza area of the waypoint. Those three buildings to the northeast are the longhouses and offices of the Bunyan Lumberjack Co. The northwestern building would be the Duckies Bar and Grill. The orange roofed building to the west would be the McColbolds. Across the street from it would be the Durger King. To the bottom left is the Duckies Motor court and in across from the duckies motor court and in would be the duckies general store the blue building with the statue out in front of it is the tomb and memorial to the paladin who fell on this site and then that poorly drawn body of water behind it is the hot spring that you guys have heard bobby actually talk about talk about the kobolds referencing Paul and his assistant and Bobby went over to the most eastern of the three Logging Co. buildings. I say it's about midday. The sounds outside the Palisade Wall continue to get more consistent and a little bit louder. You guys can't, again, can't really see over it. It's not, it's not like a traditional, well, fort wall that would have been built with a walkway to repel invaders. It is, while it's very, very well constructed, I mean, let's be honest, it was, it was built by lumberjacks. They know how to cut down trees and stick them into the ground. Right. It doesn't meet kind of military precision standards. So other than the northern gate and the southern gate, there's no other supporting structures to it other than it being very solidly in the ground and tarred together. So you can't see over it. If you were to climb on top of one of the buildings, you could see over on what was going on. But for the most part, you just have the continually mounting sounds of things kind of crashing through the forest around the perimeter of the encampment. The storm, which has been overcast and has been continuing to follow an extremely unnatural weather pattern, drawing around you in a circle, also begins to close in. What's weird is there's not like a swirling. And normally when you see a storm front coming on, you're used to the wind kind of blowing in your face as it draws towards you. And you've at very least heard the stories of tornadoes before or of tornadoes that have been crafted by spells to understand, to have the concept of what a death devil or a whirlwind, what, what that cyclonic air movement would be. Right. Because that almost seems like what the clouds are doing. It's, it's not a spiral, but just a slow drift as they close in more and more around the perimeter of the waypoint. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, so fate had deduced more or less the issue with that hot spring given the information we got from Bobby and the kobolds reacting negatively. But he was supposed to be giving that information out to everybody as we ran back that that's possibly a dragon's nest somewhere around here that we were trying to possibly need to get away from pretty quickly before we got back to the palisade. Correct. Okay. So that information had been relayed to everybody else while we're running away. So fate wants to mosey on over to the hot spring and try to see if he can find anything to actually confirm or, you know, make a decide whether that this is actually something we need to be worried about. Yeah, sure. Give me an investigation check to start. All right. With advantage, right? That sounds fair. You can roll a D20 for it. You don't (laughs) have to roll a D12 like I normally would make you. Oh, okay. Well, with a 19, you definitely find the puddle of water. No, <laughs> you're able to approach the hot springs. It's got a rock ledge that surrounds it. One thing you notice almost immediately is clearly this, the shelf around it is, is manufactured. It isn't the same type of stone. It's not a natural formation. Somebody has brought different types of sedimentary and metamorphic rock to create a ring around it to create an additional barrier and to, you know, gussy it up a little bit to make it a little bit almost like a nest. As you kind of peer down into the sulfurous bubbling water, you can tell that it's definitely warm. You know, you kind of start to get your hand close to it and kind of dip your finger in for a second. And it's not scalding hot. In fact, it would be, you know, it would be probably be a really nice soak. 
you know, for judging by the, the overall warm temperature and the amount of gas that seems to be re- bubbling up through the, the lower levels of the rock. In the center, you can spot another cluster of rocks that are piled up in an, almost a, like a little mound in the dead center of it. But if you want to know anymore, you're actually going to have to climb in and, and poke at that mound. Got you. So is the mound, uh, is it under the water or out of the water? No, it's under the water. Yeah, it's, it's under the water. It would be if, like it, it would be in dead center. You know, it's not a super, it's not super deep. I'd say yeah. it's probably, you know, judging, I mean, you're eyeballing it. You're like, okay. You'd probably be, how tall is Fate? Uh, Fate is 5'7". Dead center is probably over your head, you know, but not super deep. And you don't think like you'd have to swim down to it. You think you could wade in and then kind of dip down when you get to the middle if you wanted to kind of kick around and dig in it. Okay, so Fate looks around, checks out his uh, his newly discovered companions because, you know, he's just uh, not fond of possibly throwing his whole body into a dragon's nest. So he's going to look for somebody bigger than him who might be uh, of help in this situation. I'm jumping in. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's see. I say at this point, we're looking at either Baba or we're looking at... Uh, hmm, maybe Moyle. Moyle. Mm-hmm. Moyle the dragon. Yeah. Uh, yeah, let's, uh, hey, Moyle, I got a... Oh, what is it? Got a question for you, buddy. <laughs> hey, um, I, I need you to, uh, need you to do something for me. You mind, uh, hopping into this pool and, uh, let me, let me know how deep it is right there around the middle of this, or, you know, I, I was thinking about taking a bath, but it looks like it might be a little deep for me. Oh, a pool? Oh, is it, is it cold? Uh, no, no, it's like, it looks like it would be a nice hot bath. All right. Thought maybe it might be something that I'd enjoy to take a soak before, uh, before we have our lives threatened. Okay, all right. Just a casual pre-battle soak. Yeah. Oh, that sounds that sounds lovely. We got to get those muscles loosened up. All right. Uh, I like to de-stress before I, you know, die. Mm-hmm. I'll get in there. I cautiously uh, dip my toe in like a like you put the bath too hot. And you just slowly <laughs> try and get in there. But you're like, ooh, that burned my feet. Ooh. And you step out. You're like, I can do this. <laughs> It's cooling off. I can see the steam. It's cooling <laughs> off. And I uh, finally get all the way in there. Gosh. Cool. All right. So, yeah. So, Moyle, you wait in. Fate, having tested it, you, you know it's, it's not that hot. It makes you question, <laughs> once again, what's wrong with this dragonborn? But he, he wades into the center. And, and sure enough, how tall is, how tall is Moyle? 6'5". All right. Moyle gets to the to the center and, you know, it's like the water's up to probably up to your shoulders. And there is definitely a larger rock formation dead center in the pool. OK, should I should I run a perception check? You do, do investigation because you're going to have to dive down and kind of inspect it and and, you know, maybe maybe lift a rock up and look in it. I say, yeah, hey, uh, Moyle, do you see, uh, you see that big pile of rocks right there? What is it? Can you check that out for me? I'm a little... With your two, you are pretty sure he's talking about the pile of rocks that are in front of you. <laughs> because it's a pile of rocks, and it's in front of you. Yeah, Faye, I see some rocks. Huh? Um, yeah, would you mind, like, uh, you know, like, poking around at those and maybe move a couple of the rocks around or, you know, kick it? Not too hard, but, you know, just, you know. Could you uh, could you grab me a poking stick? I think there's one right over there. Got your bag of hammers, man. Whoa, <laughs> I'm not bringing my hammers into the water to rest. <laughs> uh, you know, we're in a lumber camp. I'm pretty sure I can find you a stick somewhere. Yeah, here, here's here's one. Okay. Here. Yeah, you're, you're able to find a stick with relative ease. Thank you. <laughs> we're in the forest. Uh, thank, thank you, Fate. Thank you, Fate. 
<laughs> poke, poke, poke. <laughs> One of the rocks falls uh, to the side, and there is a sudden rush of, of uh, bubbles, not an explosive, but like, you know, like if you'd had one of the jets clogged up on a hot tub and you suddenly unclogged and it kind of burst, burst all out at once. And it opens up into like a little alcovey nook that again has clearly been kind of crafted, but it, you know, and you know, even with your two investigation check, I will say you're able to put together that it's egg shaped and it's empty. It's egg shaped and empty. Right, right. Guys, we should get breakfast. Eggs and bacon, anyone? <laughs> you guys haven't eaten? That does seem like a pretty good idea. Uh, just out of curiosity, what, what makes you suggest eggs? Oh, well, there's an egg-shaped opening right here, and uh, we're by the duckies, and I thought, uh, <laughs> you know, egg and sausage burrito. We're all going to die. Duckies are well known for their breakfast burritos. They're they're quite they're they're co- they're, they're, col- they're co- I can't make a kobold I can't make a kobold pun out of kolaches. There's too many kobolds in this goddamn episode already. So. <laughs> the kobold kolaches, come on, you know you want to kobold lachies, koblaches <laughs> are fantastic. All right, well you know yeah I think I would like to have one last meal. Let's uh, let's go get some breakfast, shall we? All right, so you, you guys got a couple of dining options. You can uh, go to McCobolds. You can go to the Burger King, or you can actually go to the Ducky's General Store. Last time we went to the Ducky's General Store, uh, someone uh, charmed someone and stole a bunch of potions. I don't think we should go to the Ducky's Store. Yeah. That's a bad idea. Yeah, I'm not going to that Ducky's. <laughs> uh, I, I vote for the Burger oh, King. they have the Chris sandwiches. <laughs> which... <laughs> which uh, which one does flame grilled uh, versus the griddled? Ah, uh, uh, yeah, Burger Dur- King are known for their flame grilled. <laughs> that is correct. Okay, I, I, I say Burger King as well. I recall Burger King serving these amazing little miniature uh, miniature biscuits with uh, this great little spicy seasoning that also kind of went well with you know some sugar and you know milk type of cream that went across top of them. Something like a cinnamon, cinnamon something. Wheel. <laughs> they were great. I want some of cinnamon those. Cinnamon wheels. Oh, I love those things. Yeah. No, Durger, Durger Kings are known for being far superior to McCobolds. Unfortunately, they are staffed by batshit insane Durgers. So <laughs> while the food is fantastic, the service leaves something incredibly lacking. <laughs> All right, Burger King it is. You guys (laughs) shuffle into the Burger King. You are are met by a Burger in a a brown, gold, and white uniform wearing a paper hat who verbally accosts you as you are. What do you want? Are you here for food? (laughs) Yes, my good man, I am here for that very reason. We'll bring you food. I'll have... Two food? Two food? <laughs> I will have one unit of food. Okay, so we're, we're not going to role play through you guys playing your fast food order. You guys get get your fantasy Burger King breakfast and go and sit down in a booth. Is there still a war coming? Yeah, no, there's still a war coming. Yeah, but okay. you know what? You guys needed some fucking tots. So, you know, that's where you're at right now. As the forces mount outside, you guys have got, got your croissant sandwich. Oh, I'm sorry. Your, your Durganwich. I don't know. I'm only going to make so many goddamn fast food bombs. Can we get some uh, temporary hit points from eating? <laughs> 
No, but <laughs> you can get full and need to use the restroom really badly. <laughs> oh, something no. about the grease in the that the Burger King uses to fry their hash browns. Mm. So is is there some place I can get weapons? Or? Oh yes, yeah, so you get an option. Some place there's a there's a coming war. I think a general store. Well, you guys could go talk to the general store. You guys could hit up that dwarf in the courtyard, or you guys could go talk to the lumberjack. Yeah, where the fuck is Paul? Lumberjack talk. Let's get this over. Let's get to fighting. Yeah, let's go find that that Paul guy. Paul? Is it, did you say like like a bald Paul? Paul? Paul. Oh, Paul guy. I heard oh, Paul also. Ooh. Hold that thought, guys. Uh... The Burger King's kicking in. <laughs> <laughs> kicking in. Oh no. It's hallucinogenic Burger King. I think he just wants to eat those urinal cakes. <laughs> God, we all know that was you. No, 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 no. You guys go out to the courtyard. The dwarf has gone back into his his truck, his long haul caravan wagon, and you can tell he's like batting down the hatches, like he's engaged some kind of uh, magical protection mode. Because where there had previously been windows and obvious doors on it, those appear to all have been sealed up, and it really just looks like a solid section of stone wall now. Plant, no wheels are apparent. No doors are apparent. No windows are apparent. This guy has gone in and and battened down the hatches. We should have just gone in there. You guys head over to the northeasternmost section of of the camp, and right as you guys approach. Yeah, give me some perception checks. The third eye is open. I got a 16. Moyle, with your 16, you can pick up the sounds of a, a shouting match going on inside the first building that, that you're approaching. Clearly, Paul and Bobby are engaged in some some kind of argument. You can hear Paul's assistant trying to pipe in every now and again in his, in, uh, his squeakier voice and getting shouted down by both Paul and Bobby. As you guys get a little bit closer, Bobby kind of kicks open the front door, storms out, and heads over to the third building and goes inside. Polly, hmm. what's happening, buddy? Uh, what's uh, what's the situation? You, you walk in, and the main office is is kind of a mess. It appears that Paul has been pulling files out and throwing them into the fireplace oh, by, no. the, by the fistful because I couldn't think of the corollary for a fantasy shredder. So he's fantasy shredding, <laughs> which is a fireplace, <laughs> the, the office records. And you hear his assistant go, what? but sir, I don't I don't really think this is. And you just, just shut up, Steve. We got to get this. Oh, hey, hey, fellas. Uh, I didn't uh, didn't see you there. Hang on just a second. Let me. Um, what, what's going on, Paul? Paul, uh, this looks like the D&D equivalent of, the, of an SEC violation going on over here. <laughs> <laughs> Are we seeing a little devil's advocate going on? <laughs> Is that what you thought, Paul? Doing a, little, uh, doing a little house cleaning, I see. I don't know. Uh, I don't know what you're talking. I don't know how many sieges you've been in here, Dragonborn, but you don't want to have a whole lot of flammable documents sitting around on the flame arrows start to fly right it's better that you make the fire before anyone else does is that what you're telling me Paul mm. that's that's exactly right see that I knew you and I were on the same page there uh all right hang on just a second um Steve would you get these guys the requisition forms for their uh their payouts and their bodies you know I know they filled out their paperwork before they went out I believe it was uh 200 a person Paul maybe even 300 was it 300 it might have been 300 <laughs> Oh, Paul, you heard the man. He's got a better memory than me. Oh, so somebody give me a persuasion check. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I have no charisma, so this is going to go great. Oh, can I do an intimidation? Well, well, do you want to try and try and intimidate him? Give me something intimidating besides Laurel and Hardy. Oh! <laughs> oh, yes. We got it. 
Intimidation. There we go. All right. Let's 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 play these through as they as they stand. So, Moyo, you begin to make your case for a larger payout, but I don't know if you didn't realize you were picking your nose the entire time. <laughs> but with your two, like like you just uh, like mid sentence realize, oh man. I got too comfortable. I went for the full snout dig and now I got to wipe this somewhere. <laughs> and you reach over to the pile of papers that he was like in the middle of shredding or, or burning and kind of wipe it off. He goes, yeah, um, I don't think so. Uh, meanwhile, Aldrin, you've been making a pretty fairly reasonable case that the, the extra hazard pay of the conditions and the fact that you brought somebody alive. When What were you doing to try and intimidate him there, uh, Todd? I was going <laughs> to try to grab him by the collar. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and I was going with the listen here, motherfucker. I was going with that. <laughs> that was going to be very, it was very intimidating. Uh, I reached to grab him by the collar to intimidate. All right. Well, Eldrin, right when you felt like you were making progress, you see Todd reach out. Oh, no, Todd. And start grabbing the front of his no. shirt. You could tell he was going. Can I slap his hand? Can I slap his hand? <laughs> no, I'm sorry. This should be sailed, Eldrin. You see Todd trying to grab his collar. Fucking Todd. <laughs> but he ends up just getting the front of his shirt and it's just really super awkward. Like he's just pawing at this dude's lapel. <laughs> oh no. And he goes, look guys, um, clearly you've been through some stuff. Let's do this. Um, Steve is going to get you the forms. Uh, I'll let's, let's say one fifty a pop. That seems fair. I'm going to go next door to the treasury, get you some loot bags up, and I'll be back in just a second. I don't know if we should let him go by himself. <laughs> I don't trust this guy at all anymore. How about we go with you, Paul? Yeah, because every time about a reward, he just goes to a different building and then doesn't come back with our stuff. So let's go with him. Uh-huh. You, you hear uh, Steve go, guys, I, I really need you to stay here and fill out the forms. It, it, uh, fuck the forms. We can do that later. Shut up, Steve. <laughs> I shove Steve against the wall. <laughs> Steve, how about you uh, just just bring the forms with you? Come on. Come on. Let's all go. We're going on a field trip. <laughs> Slap. We are we are fully in a let's roll initiative position there at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Third. Low. Damn it. Not like I did well. Slightly, slightly worse than me, but not, not much. <laughs> <laughs> These roles aren't going very well today. What if I try to us in? I wanted to start slapping. That's what I was going to do. Baba, you're up first. Tell me what you got. Oh, my goodness. Why, do, why are we fighting this scene? We're intimidating Steve. Why are we intimidating this person? No, Paul agreed to pay you guys more and then went to leave in order to put together your loot bags, which caused a freak out for a couple of people <laughs> and like tackles started to happen. So it was time to roll oh. initiative. So Gosh, uh, how far away am I? You know, I'm going to say you guys are clustered in what's a relatively small office. So let's say five feet. I'm just, I'm going to try and grab them. I'm just going to try and hold them. Hey, give me a roll. That's a, what is that roll? Just give me a flat roll to hit. Okay. You're trying to wrap your arms around him, right? Yeah. Oof. Never mind. I was going to say that we want to add strength, but never mind. <laughs> uh, yeah, with that three, you know, he kind of gives you the old, the shoulder, shoulder pivot as you go to, to grab him and he keeps moving towards the door. Uh, fate, that's you. Fate is not feeling very aggressive at the moment, but who, I mean, nobody, we, nobody's doing anything to us right now. Just my, my comrades getting out of control. 
um, this is all going to go really bad really quickly. And you know what? We're just going to pacify all of this. I'm casting sleep in the general direction of everybody that's getting too aggressive. So that's, uh, that'll be Moyle. That'll be, that'll be Todd. And most likely, um, uh, what was the, uh, was it Steve that they're aggressing upon? Yeah, uh, Paul. Paul. Wait, what happened to Steve? They were they were getting aggressive on Paul. I thought they were being bullied up on Steve. Yeah, but Steve, Steve was trying to get Paul is the one that was trying to leave. Steve was just trying to get to fill out paperwork. Yeah, now uh, Steve's just trying to get you guys to fill out additional paper. Okay, okay, but nobody stopped Paul yet. He's still leaving. Yeah, he is at the doorway. Well, then never mind. I'm not doing anything. I'm, I'm just trying to. I'm turning around, telling everybody to calm the hell down, chill out, chill. I don't think we need to let this guy Paul leave though. So you can- I just don't want him to go and then not come back. So, uh, yeah, it's Paul's turn. He reaches the doorway, can see that you got that this has escalated, and he bolts <sighs> and just dashes out the door. Uses his full dash action, and you see him. Well, you guys really don't see him because you just see him dash out the door. <laughs> and that brings you to Moyle. Uh, so I will run as fast as I can at him. Wait, but we didn't see him. When you step outside, your initiative is close enough that I'll see you can see him dashing into the third building where Bobby went. Okay, so I will run towards the third building as fast as I can and bust through the door. I will say you can get to the door, but you can't necessarily bust through it because it is it is far enough away that you're hot on his heels, but he does have a little bit of a head start on you. So you are at the door, which is slammed shut and locked. You know, if you want to try and kick it open, I'll let you try and do a strength trick to kick the door open. Ooh, boom. Son of a bitch. All right. So with a nat 20, you power the door open. Unfortunately, this is going to be the end of your term. And you see Bobby and Paul climbing into a large moving carriage. Bobby has just gotten done tossing bags or something into the back of it. You can see that the bags have landed on the back of some dead dwarves in the flatbed of this big moving carriage. And then you see Paul jump in the passenger seat. And you can also see the back of the building has kind of like a roll-up garage door. But that's going to be Eldrin's turn. I'm going to run towards the the building as well. I don't know, like, I, I obviously don't see them getting into the van, so I guess I'm just going to stay outside and see what the hell's going on, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can get close enough to get up kind of behind Moyle's shoulder okay. and see over that and see what's happening. And then that will be Todd. That guy's still in the office with us, right? The one who was getting the paperwork? Steve? Yes. Yeah, Steve's still here. Steve's still here. Can, can can we get some information from him to, due to intimidation or? Sure. You can try and to tell me how you're trying to intimidate Steve and give me the role. They are going to make off with our bounties. I feel like they are, but I need some our money. I feel like I need information from this guy. And our Bob. And our, and our Bob. I aggressively pound on the desk. <laughs> I, need, <laughs> I need questions from this man immediately about where is he going with my money. I need questions and then I need answers. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. yes, I've got questions that need answers. Yes. Oh, okay. So a, a unnatural 20. Steve's terrified. He is, I mean, he's not super confident in the first place. And now you're in his face screaming at him. He feels like his boss has abandoned him. He goes, I'm sorry. It's, it's, this isn't, this isn't what I expected. You know, they, you know, Bobby and, and Paul were arguing about whether or not they should screw you guys over and just take the loot and run for it since they're the ones kind of responsible for the whole cobalt situation. But, you know, Bobby didn't want to screw you guys over because you saved his life. And 
you know, they didn't like me very much, so they didn't want to take me. And now we're all going to goddamn die. And I don't know what we're going to do. And I'm just so sorry. And my mom said, I never should have been a lumberjack, that I should have been an accountant. And she was totally right. But those tests were really hard. And I didn't want to spend that much time going to school. And I always thought the red and black tabards were really cool looking. And he just kind of plops down in the office chair and begins openly weeping. <laughs> all right, guys, I guess you'll see. I heard that uh, they're, they're trying to run off without money now. Crap. Can Moyle and Eldrick hear this? Or do I have... I mean, I've already deduced yeah. that by the fact that they I can see them in the truck now with the bags and the dwarves. <laughs> they did not hear any of that, and we are up to Baba's turn. Two of them are in another building loading up their getaway vehicle, and one has been emotionally broken by Todd the Tiefling. You damn right. <laughs> Baba's more concerned about the war. What is going on with that right now? Can I go outside and see? Like, yeah, you can climb on top of one of the buildings and 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 get a look for what's going on. Yeah, I'd like to do that because I I don't care so much about they're running off without money. I I, I mean, where are they going to go though? But they're going to leave me here to die. <laughs> they're going to leave me here to die. I can't spend it if I die to these whatever's coming out of the trees. So, <laughs> Baba gets up on earth. <laughs> Just give me a simple acrobatics or athletics check to, to climb on up. I'll take athletics. Nice. Oh, God damn. With a nat 20, climb up upside down. Yeah. You, <laughs> get, look, you find a fire escape quite easily and just stroll right up to the top of it. Turns out my decks are really into fire safety. You get on the roof and yeah, you can see that just this horde of kobolds has encircled the encampment. They are still largely keeping to the tree line because it is still daytime. We're a little bit closer to the afternoon and you know kobolds don't see too well in the sun. There is definitely a group that stands out from the rest, pretty much right on the other side of the palisade where the hot spring is. You can see a cluster of kobolds that look a little bit different. They're dressed a little bit differently. They're carrying different equipment. One dude seems to have a cloak on. Another guy's got a shield. A couple of them are carrying what look to be crates. You can see them kind of clustered around, and they totally clock you on the top of the building. They're on the east side? East side, yeah. Now, the kobolds are pretty much, I mean, the kobolds have basically surrounded the entire encampment, but that cluster right there is where you can see what appears to be what you would intuit is the leadership group. They clock you, and the one guy with his shield starts to have a fairly animated conversation with the dude in a row, but that's pretty much all you can tell at this point. Item shop we previously went to is still here. Yeah, the item shop that would be this guy right here. Okay, is is he there? I, I want to see if I can. I need to heal up. I want to heal before that gets to me. <laughs> hey, okay, let's resolve this the pseudo combat situation that we're kind of in, and then yeah, you guys are more than welcome to explore the item shop. Okay, then then I'm content with keeping an eye on the cobalts from the roof. Yeah, you guys, you guys have got a minute before they attack. That is going to be, I believe, it's fate. Fate, yeah, fate. That's you, yeah. Okay, so Fate runs outside, sees Baba bolt up the side of a building, amazingly. Um, what do you see? Cobalt's to the east. Um, all right, so also he remembers seeing everybody bolt out after Bobby. So we got Cobalt's to the east, Bobby ran off, guesstimating on the way the rest of the team ran into the other building. 
can I try and deduce? I, I want to try and anticipate this path and cut him off at one of the exits. So could I like position myself towards like the north exit? Yeah, I mean, you don't have any reason to know that they're headed that direction. My supreme intellect. How about that? Give me a inside check. There we go. That's the one I was trying to figure out what, what I wanted to roll to try and pull this off. Oh, that's a wisdom thing. I don't want that. Yeah, sorry. Insight it is. Boo. You can put two and two together that if these guys were going to make a break to leave the camp, they would probably go out that north gate based off of the building that they're currently in. I want to go to just to the north of the northernmost most building, but not in front of the exit, but just kind of just off of the uh, the beaten path of headed towards the exit. That brings us to Paul's and Bobby's turn. They have noticed, obviously, that Moyle has kicked in the door. Waving the floor for <laughs> And they are going to cut their losses and make a break for it. And they jump into their, their driverless carriage, blast through the back barn gates of the longhouse the garage that they're in, and start steering towards that north gate. Uh, it looks like they're going to try and totally dukes a hazard, blast their way through that gate on the way out. And since it's barred from the inside and opens outward, they, they've got a pretty good shot. But first... Fate, fate didn't get to finish saying that he was going to ready in action. Well, I'll let you ready in action first. They got to see if they run you over. Oh, no. <laughs> oh. They do not. Dodge that bullet. <sighs> they crit fail. I'll say they don't even see you. All right, you roll. Okay, so I was going to ready the action of casting sleep if they come by, past me at all. All right, go ahead and give it, roll your hit dice for sleep. All right. What the? Yeah, yeah, it's 5d8. I should have cast it as a, no, I can't cast it as a second level yet, so yeah. That's right. All right, so Bobby definitely passes out. Paul does not. Who was driving? Was it Bobby? Who was driving? Bobby was driving. <clears throat> that means they don't have control over the card. The bad news is that doesn't mean it stops in this particular situation. So, in fact, you see... Wait a second, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. What about the sleep hitting the whatever animals pulling the card? No, no. So, these, this is one of the newfangled driverless carts ah. that are driven by a modification of the catapult spell, huh. which creates a perpetual motion wheel that like a rock is slung forward. So it's basically like a combustion engine just powered by low-level magic. Um, huh. It occasionally needs to be recharged every couple of days. It's what, you know, it's it's a relatively new invention. It's only about 100 years old. They're not everywhere yet. And they're not super economical, and you got to have somebody who has some kind of spellcasting component or somebody who's got a magical item that they can use to recharge it. So they're not cheap, but the, uh, the Bunyan Logging Company is fairly well-vested within the, the merchant, uh, Merchants Guild. That It's not surprising that they had a flatbed truck, basically. Gotcha. All right, so it keeps plowing through. Let's do a, I'm going to do a deck save for all Paul. Okay, so Paul is able to yank Bobby kind of out of the driver's seat a little bit and grab onto the wheel and keep plowing through. Uh, you see the truck hit the back, uh, that northern gate, blast it open and head out in towards the ring of kobolds, which have encircled the camp. Uh, At which point... Wait a damn there's a lot of dust. It gets zinged by uh, four, five of the ten fire arrows that come flaming out of the woods at it in a volley. Oh my god! And it keeps trucking, but is thoroughly in flames. 
you see Paul uh, try and bail out and just this mass of kobolds surge forward from the woods, grab him and drag him into the woods. Unfortunately, Bobby doesn't wake up from your sleep spell until the truck is on fire enough that he's not able to safely escape. And you feel a slight tinge of guilt that the guy who really didn't want to screw you over but got overridden by a superior perishes in front of your eyes. Damn it, Bobby. <laughs> that boy ain't right. Still our turn? So we still. <laughs> so we're, we're, you guys are out of combat now. You have watched Bobby and Paul try and make a break for it, which you disrupted, leading to their grisly deaths, or you can assume Paul's grisly deaths, judging from the screams that are coming from the tree line. Uh, bar the door back quickly. That the door is is damaged, but not impossibly so. Did we bar the door with me outside? We're talking about the palisade door. <laughs> oh, okay. My bad. My bad. <laughs> I was like, no, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are able to pull the gate shut and kind of wedge it together, but it's it's not in great shape. I mean, it had a truck plow through it for all intents and purposes, and yeah, it's it's not good. Hmm. That, that escalated quickly, guys. Uh, I think we just start worrying about this this horde that's outside uh, shooting flaming arrows in here. What do you guys think? Yeah, I mean, uh, what the hell could they possibly be here for? <laughs> they, they, like, they, they have some sort of agenda here. Is there any reason that they would they would want to be checking that hot springs? Like, should we be checking that out a little bit further, maybe? And um, so, like as I explained to you guys before, that's probably a dragon's nest. And I'm pretty sure the egg is missing. I bet Paul has it. Do you think we should look for the egg? Um, well, let me just put it to you this way. If you took an egg from a thing, especially a dragon egg, wouldn't uh, you keep it with you? Or you would scramble it like a T-Rex egg. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Uh, I just know that there's about to be a bunch of people here. We need to figure something out. This is, right. is going to well, be real soon. That's fair. I, let's, uh, let's, at least, let's at least look for it, for sure. I just feel like if we could diffuse the situation a little bit here, uh, it would be better than trying to fight that horde outside. So, yeah, I, I'm all for looking for this egg. Uh, all right. Everybody pick a building. Everybody give me a perception check. All right. Damn it. Jesus Christ. The guy's dumb as rocks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Todd. Nice job. Baba, with... With your vision, you can see something come arcing over the palisade wall from the location where you saw the cluster of what we're going to call the leadership group of kobolds. And it kind of clatters down on the uh, stones uh, in your, your general area. It overshoots that third cabin where they saw you standing on top of and it clatters to the ground, maybe I don't know, 10 feet in front of the third lumberjack building. I'm going to go investigate that. So I go and grab it. It's it's a rock. It's got a face on it. And it looks very much like the rock that you guys were accosted by that was underneath the, the stinky corpse spray trap. It's, hmm. it's the same. You said it's the same rock? Yeah. It, 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 well, I don't know if it's the exact same rock, but it looks exactly like it. It's, a, it's about a fist-sized stone flat with a face carved into it with an opening where the mouth would be. And you hear a string of language come out of it, kind of as a question. 
and then it switches to a different language and then it switches to a third language and then you hear well i don't know why i didn't try common first i'm just going to assume you guys speak common <laughs> if, uh, i really probably should have started with that you should have. do you guys can you hear me i've got you fine you can look um my name is zarnathos i'm uh, the leader of the kobold horde out here this has really kind of escalated a little bit more quickly than I would have liked. We're sorry about your friends, <laughs> but uh, you guys have come into our lands. When you first came here, we had an arrangement. We helped do some construction for you guys, helped put in, you know, a lot of your underground infrastructure. And then, you know, you just pushed us out. You built that goddamn wall and you built it around our hot spring, which wasn't cool, man. That was the one thing that we said that we, we got to keep. And I thought we had a deal, but, you know, you guys come in here, you start chopping down our trees and start pushing us around just because we're kobolds. I don't know. Anyway, look, here's the deal. You guys give us back what you took. We'll, uh, we'll let you all live, but it's going to have to happen quick. I am kind of the voice of reason, and there are other parties here with me uh, that don't really want to let you guys uh, survive the night. Um, so, uh, when sun going down, goes down, they're coming for you and, and it, it's not going to be easy. So just, uh, cough up the egg and you're good. Yeah. Mm. Just, just what I thought would happen. Uh, uh, it's fate close enough by to have heard any of that. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty loud. So yeah, <laughs> I mean, that his, uh, that speaking stone volume was definitely on 10. Gotcha. Gotcha. Didn't quite make it to 11, though. Uh, Do you think they put the egg in that cart that just got blown the fuck up? Because. <laughs> Can we ask the, the, the one guy that is still here? Uh, Bob. Steve? Uh, Bob? Oh, Steve. He might know. Steve, no. Steve is still Bob. here. He's scared, though. He's scared of you, Todd. Wait, is yeah. Bob still alive or did he burn up? One burned up and one guy destroyed I say we send uh, send Todd to go ask Steve because Steve won't lie to him. He's scared right now. Todd, can you stealth over to that cart? How far away is the is the? Oh, it's it's a good thirty yards to the tree line from that that uh, northern gate to the northern tree line. No, there's no there's no no <laughs> there's no remains. It's just... As much as I would like to lure Harland into that trap, <laughs> I'm I'm not going to do that. <laughs> That is, that would be insta-death. I got roll fingers right now. I'm fighting my way out. <laughs> I would highly discourage you from uh, walking across the 30 yards of open grass to the tree line filled with a mad goblin horde, or I'm sorry, yeah. mad kobold horde that you just watched incinerate two very large men in a truck. No, I, I'd, like, I'd like to ask that the one guy who was scared uh, who talked about being a lawyer and everything. What does he know about this egg? Do it in your Batman voice. Like, where's the egg? <laughs> Pray to me. <laughs> do I have to do anything for that or, or ask the specific question? So you, you go back into the, the first building? I thought I was still in there, but okay, yeah. Oh, I thought you ran out. Now you've been in here the entire time? The entire time. I never had a chance to Scaring the shit out of Steve. <laughs> yeah, that was the last action I did was scared him. And then. Are you guys coming back in to tell Todd what the F is going on? Then? <laughs> hey, Todd has no fucking idea. We probably should go. That's why I tell said Todd. I should have Todd ask him about it. Ask him about what? Fate is going back yeah. inside to tell Todd, hey, this is what we just. We got the stone thrown over the wall at us. Now they're talking to us. There's an egg out here that we need to get back to them. Ask him if he knows about this damn egg. Do you know anything about the egg? <laughs> Perfect. 
<laughs> my intimidation voice. Hey, you turn, did you turn into Batman? <laughs> <laughs> I could be Mr. T. I could be the fool. I could be. Hey, woman. Hey, woman. You want a real man. <laughs> Guys, I'm sorry. I don't. I really don't know anything about the egg. I don't. Uh, um, you know, it's, it's, it, guys, this is bad. I think, I think we're going to have to enact the Waypoint emergency services system. And they told us never to do that unless it was really, really, really super dire. Do you think, do you think it's bad out? Is it bad outside? It's fucking bad. It's really bad. It could be worse. How could it be worse? <laughs> How does this Wayport emergency system work? He goes, well, oh, okay, let me, hold on just a second. And you see him go over to like a long wooden case in the corner that has like a, a tall metal staff behind glass and he takes a little mallet and he breaks open the glass and he kind of awkwardly pulls the staff out and he starts to head towards the front door of the building. Where the hell are you going? <laughs> Do we follow? I gotta go put this in the center of the, of the Waypoint and That'll activate the system, which will put up the temporary defenses and call for help. What what time is it now? I'm going to say it's one o'clock. We have time, guys. We should look for this goddamn egg first before we start pulling emergency levers and all that stuff. Like, I feel like... Well, how about we let him do that while we go look yeah, for that? That's fine. He could get set up, but don't, like, go push pull on the lever yet. That's all I'm saying. Wait, wait, wait. I don't see how help and defenses is not a good thing. And regardless of the situation... <laughs> I'm I'm not saying that. I that is fine. I'm just saying we don't need to go, you know, teleporting this uh thing somewhere. <laughs> you you stay with him, make sure he doesn't accidentally set it off too soon while we go look for the egg. How about that? I, I want to find the egg. <laughs> does it teleport us or does it just put up defenses? I have no idea. It just said emergency something system. I have no idea. That's what I asked. Ask Steve. <laughs> It, it, we, you're, you're only only allowed to use them one time, and I don't know a whole lot about it. But it just the manual says it keeps us mm. safe till help arrives. Go look look for the this egg. Yes, all of the yeses. All right. I don't know how we're going to find this egg without any help. We're just going to go blindly searching. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Steve, is there anywhere where like there's a safe or like any sort of place where your boss would like keep some important crap? Like, do you know? Um, he, he points underneath the uh, the desk where there's a a couple of floorboards that obviously were kind of a hidden panel that have been pried up and in empty space underneath the desk. He goes, yeah, um, Paul grabbed everything and took it with him to the truck. So I'm going to assume he and Bobby, he and Bobby made it out. Okay. Right. I mean, oh man, they're dead. Oh, man, they're hundred percent dead. <laughs> Steve, we tell you with the, the, the delicacy of barbecue. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh my God. And he goes over to a drawer and opens up a drawer and pulls out like a bottle of bourbon. And just pops the top off and just starts drinking. And you can tell he is not a drinker because he just starts wheezing and hacking. Oh, Steve, 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 Steve. Steve, that's not how you slow it down. Slow it down, buddy. We need you to we need you in case we need this emergency uh waypoint system here. Uh we, we don't want you getting too too hammered yet. So uh hey, someone say hammers? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, okay. Yeah. It's a little bit already too late for you. You just put it, you just take it, and you put it in the center of the thing. Oh, Jesus Christ. 
And he's crying like like Chunk in the Goonies at the Fratellis. Man, Steve, uh, Todd really broke that guy, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen. He, he didn't have a lot. <laughs> yeah. Todd finally found somebody he could bully. Yeah. <laughs> the last lingering threat of that man's masculinity. <laughs> you just took it away. <laughs> Fate's going to go over and try and take the staff from the, uh, the, the Steve now over here in shambles crying away. Um, hey, Steve, is there like a manual or anything around here for the emergency? alert system that you guys have set up here he just points at the uh the case in the corner of the room okay so i'm gonna go and like look and see exactly is it's just is it just as simple as just drop the thing in the center of the palisade yeah as a matter of fact it says that there will be a you know it's a very much insert tab a into slot b situation <laughs> and in the center of the waypoint there is a metal housing that you drop the staff into and that will uh, activate the defenses wonderful I'm going to hold on to this. How, how big is this staff, by the way? It's a full quarter staff. Yeah, perfect. So I'm just going to hold on to it as though it were a quarter staff for the time B. But, you know, if I need to, I'll drop it over there, everybody. Now, let's go look for the thing. What's, what's over there by this this paladin statue that's been erected? That would be the paladin's tomb. Oh, is it a like a, is it a full-on mausoleum? Yep. So you guys walk up and there is a large brass statue of a paladin of Tritherion. Who, and there's a little plaque on the side of the mausoleum. Liam, it says, here lies Trimonius, hero of Tritherion, who fell on this spot a decade ago. Long may his valor remind those who came before. Hmm. Uh, Fate, do you know anything else about this guy? Mm, name sounds vaguely familiar. Uh, give me a second. Let me check. I still got one of my history books in my backpack here. Let me uh, see what I can find real quick. With your seven, you remember that they have put up a lot of historical <laughs> markers in the area. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I got, I got a bunch of nothing, man. I'm sorry. There's a maybe read around. It's usually like some like some plaques or something. Whenever they have stuff like this sitting around, yeah, some of them have really nice stories or at least pretty pictures drawn on them. I don't I don't know. Can we just desecrate this tomb here and just get it over with? Because that's what's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> There's a, a set of large metal double doors that would lead to the interior of the tomb, which are currently locked. So you have a lock picking kit? Let me check. It's still about one in the afternoon, yeah? Mm-hmm. Okay, so who's got the uh, the talking stone? The conch? That'd be Baba. Hey, 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 Baba, let me uh, let me let me see the magic conch real quick. I don't have a conch. I'm oh, sorry, the the talking <laughs> the talking rock. Oh, okay, here you go. Thank you. <laughs> The hell's a cunt. I thought he was going to learn the fight. Test. Test one, two. Yeah, anybody Anybody there? Does this work two ways? The kobold leader comes back online. He's like, um, yeah, you, you guys remember I talked through this just a minute ago, right? Yes. And you hear him like covered up for a second. He's like, they may be idiots. We may be in trouble. Okay, do... Do, are you the same person I just spoke to a second ago? Um, I don't believe I am. And honestly, I didn't remember anybody speaking to you. I just remember hearing you. So that's why I was trying to make sure we had two-way communication here. But thank you. Um, not quite that foolish. But however, I just wanted to know exactly what this, uh, this egg that you're looking for looks like. So we can maybe find it for you. The people that are left inside of here actually have nothing to do with the, uh, the Palisade being built. But we'd be happy to return it to you if you can guarantee our safety. Look, man, all I can do right now is guarantee you that if you guys don't have that egg by sundown i'm gonna have to let this crazy dude with this crystal have his way and ever since he got his hands on this things he's been loopy as shit Mm. incredibly powerful but loopy as shit all right um so did you guys run into any fire babies in the forest 
that those were his. No, not a good situation. So, um, are you really asking me what an egg looks like? Because I'm asking you what the egg you want looks like, because it sounds like you have a very particular egg and not just, you know, I could probably find a chicken around here and take some eggs from a carton of eggs in the, in the general store. Yeah. Go to the store and grab you like a whole dozen eggs or something like that. If that's what you want. Uh, okay. Let me, uh, let me, let me phrase this. Um, have you ever seen a dragon? Hey, I take offense to that. I'm standing right here. (laughs) Who, Who said that? Who said that? Point, point, point the camera at who's talking. I can't. Wait, does that thing got video capabilities? <laughs> Not in this model. I said we should have gotten the deal that let us have the free upgrade, but God damn it, these guys didn't want to go in for that. They felt like it was a boondoggle. So I still have, I still have last year's speaking stone model. The new one, and they, they do, but seeing and speaking stone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, just I- ignore our, our loud friend here. He's a. He's an idiot. However, back to the point. Um, we're trying to help you. We, we would all like to live very much. So just help help me help you, man. If you could just give me any type of information, or any type of clue as to where this thing might be. Do you know, like, you, it sounded like maybe you've worked with these people in the past. Do you have any idea where they might have kept it? Uh, our employer-employee relationship, um, and I might have expressed this on the previous call, wasn't necessarily the best. They took advantage of us, threw us off our land, drove us into the forest and then ruthlessly bullied us. Got you, got you. They, they really didn't tell us where they kept the silver, if you know what I mean. They, they did a lot of lying to us, which is how we ended up encountering all of this to begin with. So let me, um, and I know this is going to sound way worse than I mean for it too. So if this comes off as offensive or somehow rude, I apologize in advance. But you may want to go check what's left of that cart. Uh, because they completely abandoned us here. And if they tried to take anything of value, which it sounds like this egg you're looking for is of value. And if they knew that, I assume they took it with them. Um, it could be that the egg is on that cart. So Oof, are you talking about the cart that we blew up? You guys better hope not because this particular egg is not fireproof. <laughs> you tell me a dragon egg isn't fireproof. Well, you know, not a, not a green dragon egg, a red dragon egg, certain, I mean, what, I'm not a goddamn biologist. I'm a kobold. It's a green dragon. It's a green dragon egg. Uh, it's a green mm-hmm. egg. Okay. Hey, everybody go look for a green egg. And I will look for some ham. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still thinking we need to get in this, uh, this, this mausoleum. Todd, you got a, you got a, you got a lock picking kit. I got a thieves tool and a crowbar. Ooh, yeah. That sounds like the job will be done with the crowbar. <laughs> so roll a proficiency check with your thieves tools. God damn it, Todd. <laughs> I'm thinking I didn't do well. Uh, you got a 13. It's not a super complicated lock. I mean, this isn't this isn't Fort Knox. It's a roadside attraction, a historical marker. You know, the lock pops open and the, the doors swing inward. I mean, you can see a short hallway leading into kind of a larger rotunda on in which there is a uh, a large sarcophagus with the relief of a knight sitting on top of it, two hands clasped over the stone carving of a, a longsword. Uh, do we do should should we push open the, the sarcophagus? I mean, we got, we came this far. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah, is it? Yeah. I mean, fuck it. (laughs) (laughs) Let's let's add tomb desecration to the list of things that we've done on this adventure. Baby killing the tomb girl. You know that now that I finished my conversation and they're doing the exploring, I'm going to just kind of cop a squad right about the middle center of the palisade near the, uh, the, the slot a, and I'm just going to sit there and, uh, meditate. Can, wait, can, can, can I check around to see if there's any, 
any curses on this thing or anything, anything. Yeah, look, let's, let's, yeah, that's, that's probably a good idea. That's probably a good idea. Look for traps. Uh, <laughs> yeah, give me some investigation rolls. Oh, man. Goddamn it. We done. <laughs> you two intently appear across the room, you know, run along run your fingers along the base where the stone walls meet the floor, kind of take some dust and sniff it and you know, tap it on your tongue. Uh, and you are definitely in a stone room with a big stone coffin. All right. Well, I'm kicking it open. Is there, is there like a, there's no plate, like a, no, no pressure plate? No, well, I mean, like, no, like, plaque or anything that's that's on on the tomb or anywhere in this room. It's just, just the yeah, the, just the one that was out, like, out front. Okay. Um, I'm kicking this. I'm, I'm kicking it open. Do it, Todd. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kicking it open. Okay, since you're trying to kick it open, give me a strength check. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I have strength. Uh, it's probably athletics. Yeah. Yeah. Now I'll take athletics. Yeah. Thirteen. Go ahead and do athletics. I'm sorry. You stub your toe. <laughs> oh. I'm gonna go ahead and give you the thirteen from the strength roll. And uh, so yeah, you you kick your foot up on the, the the sarcophagus and push. And you know, for Eldrin, you're not sure why Todd decided to start doing stretches. Like maybe he's warming up, <laughs> but that's really what it looks like. He's doing like some deep lunges on the edge of the sarcophagus, which is like extra, extra uh, disrespectful to the <laughs> local hero that uh, saved the village. Almost a tea bag, if you will. <laughs> it's some real deep knee bends he's got going on. Oh, man. Do you need some help over there, Todd? I'm going to need a little help. It looks all, right, all right. Let me give you a hand. Uh, let's see. If you guys are doing it together, you can. One of, you, one of you guys can do the athletics check at advantage. Here, I got it. Okay. Uh, you guys are shooting for a 15. God damn it. No, here I go again. Here goes me. With your 14, um, you guys are probably going to need to go ask for some more help. Okay. The, the, yeah, let's go grab someone else. So where, where's Moyle at? He'll help us with this shit. Moyle, what's up? Get over here. We need you. We need your brutal strength. Locally, locally. <laughs> I'll run over there. We're opening up a sarcophagus, so you're now an accessory to grave desecration. I mean, no one else is here left to like get mad at us. So, like, what are we gonna do? <laughs> Strength or athletics check? Do athletics. All of us again? <laughs> no. No. Nope. He's got it. He got it. <laughs> Moyle walks in. It makes us look like suckers. We just <laughs> we loosened it for you, Moyle. Yes, exactly. What is it? This isn't a pickle jar, guys. <laughs> This is a uh, this is big boy work. <laughs> Moyle comes in and it, there was like a, a sarcophagus latch, kind of like a hood latch. You just see him kind of reach in like an adult and pop the uh, the sarcophagus latch and then flip it open. And there is about half of a skeleton in armor that is extremely highly polished and very fancy looking. And then there's a tunnel that seems to have been dug up through the ground underneath into the sarcophagus. It then goes off into the darkness. It's small. It's about, I don't know, approximately kobold-sized. Hmm. Uh, dibs. Dibs on the armor. Whoa. Whoa. I'm not going to be able to wear any of that and, and move around, so you can have at it. Uh, I was going to ask what the armor is made of. Is it plate? Is it? He said shiny. 
That was it. Rubenstein loved the upgrade too. Yeah, it's it's ceremonial plate armor. I mean, if you want to dig it out, you can. You could probably get a breast usable breastplate out of it, but the lower half of the armor is gone. Mm, that's suspicious. The lower half, huh? And and the lower half of the corpse. <laughs> All right, show you stuff in this town. Uh, well, do we alert Baba? Yeah, we should tell them there's a tunnel in here. Uh, so, uh, will you? I don't know. If, if, at the very least, it seems like an escape route, potentially, uh, although there might be kobolds at the other end of it. We're going spelunking. Let's go. We, we yell out Ricola, and they they come to they get that soothing throat feeling. None of you are making it through that. Making it nope. through the tunnel. It is it's too, too, too small. Too narrow, too thin, yeah. Mm. Uh, right. Well, do we have a drone? Well. Yeah, I'm out, of, I'm out of options, guys. Is there anything in the, besides, uh, can we dig around the corpses? So the whole second half of the corpse is missing. Yeah. There's a whole there. That, that is correct. So someone's been coming into the, the, the like, like cobalts have been coming in. Let's go. Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe what's his face? Uh, you knuckleheads give me an inside check and I'll see if you can put two and two together. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. Yeah. Oh, you got 20. Yeah. Oh, look at that. So, Moyle, you think back and you remember to the first night that you guys met and the Gooch talking about how a couple of paladins of Tritherion had rolled through town and done something at the tomb. And clearly somebody's tunneled into this tomb and taken something. And it seems like maybe somebody broke in and stole something. But, and, you know, judging by the dryness of the dirt and other forensic bullshit, you can kind of put two and two together that these paladins came to town, dropped something off at this tomb that then was stolen by the kobolds. Mm. Okay, guys. Hmm. Like like that stone thing that, that the homeboy is walking around with, perhaps? <laughs> Why, yes. Yes, it would. <sighs> well, okay. So, uh, yeah, I don't think we're going to get anywhere uh, <laughs> continuing to investigate this, but at least we know uh, how they came up- upon the... Uh, the artifact, perhaps, guys. I, I, I'm, I, I'm all out of, I'm all out of options. Let's, let's just throw the defenses, or let's just go out there and fight them blindly, like Braveheart. Well, hey, what, what if we, uh, we, what, what if we try to barter because we could say that you know they stole something, and uh, well, no, we don't really have anything. We don't have anything to barter. With. We don't really have anything to barter with. Uh, yeah, never mind. I don't know. I'm at a loss here. Uh, let's go at least go back outside. There's nothing else in here. Yeah, there's nothing. Right. You, are you guys huddling back up in the center of town? Yeah. Yeah, let's go find Fate and uh, and at least tell him what we found down there. Right. Yeah, I'm Fate. I'm, I'm, Fate's chilling. He's in his trance. So, so Fate, we found, uh, we found a tunnel down in that tomb that looks like, uh, you know, maybe uh, maybe that's where those kobolds found your artifact. Wait, what? Possible. Yeah, yeah. You mean it was it was here the whole time? God. Well, it, it was at one point, but it's clearly not now. Uh. <laughs> God damn it. All the gods. Yeah, I don't really know how that helps us at all, but uh, yeah, I <laughs> just thought you might like to know. Um, okay. Well, yeah, that's a piece of information that we didn't have prior. You know what? I'm going to go... How would they have known to come in and steal it, though, is the question. That's well, remember, weird. they worked here for a while, so like they were they at some point they were inside of this palisade That's as true. part of it. 
Um, I'm going to go talk to the general store guy and see if maybe he knows anything. Sans how we can't really get any information on anybody else. Yeah, don't send Todd in there or Moyle. Yeah, no. So, <laughs> let them stay you outside. Stay here. What? Matter of fact, you, you know, we're just going to say, Todd, Moyle, you stay outside. Eldrin, you make sure they stay outside. All right. Baba, come with me. I, I need, I don't, in case stuff gets hairy. Uh, while you guys are going in there, can you uh, grab me a brisket sandwich? <laughs> we just ate, didn't we? Uh, you just ate. We just ate. You're fine. You're fine. I need, fine. I need that extra protein. I'm trying to keep my physique. I'll see what I can do. If I can get a discount, I'll bring you one. Goddamn dragonborns and their and their appetite. All right. So um, I drag Baba along with me just to make sure that you know somebody can punch something if needs to be punched. Hey, you guys go into the convenience store and the the clerk is kind of huddled down underneath the front counter. Ooh. Hey, hello, hello. Is anybody anybody still in here? He peeks up and he you know he looks at you guys. He's like, what, what's what's going on outside? I heard the explosion. We're all about to die. I need some information from you. Hopefully, you've got some answers. If- okay. When you say the phrase, we're all about to die, <laughs> he yelps and bolts for the back of the store. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I, I just yell out, stop, or you're just going to die sooner. And the back door to the store slams. <laughs> all right. What, what is in this? Item? All right. So the <laughs> shop is completely open and empty, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Let the looting begin. <laughs> <laughs> Remember how saying don't let Todd and Moyle come in here? Uh, looks like we got a free store to ourselves. So come on. All right. I bust through the door. So while we're in here, um, what what's what, what we got available, man? Well, yeah, what's available? Limit value items. You guys can find another three healing potions and a couple of stimulus powder packs, which when mixed with a bottle of water will refresh uh, a D6 worth of spell slots. Ooh. Dibs. Well, you know, we, we, need a, we, should split, we should split those out on everything. Normally, I'd say this is completely fucked up, but uh, they did <laughs> not pay us. So I'm just going to say that this is part of our, our fee. <laughs> Agreed. Ooh. There's a lot of bags of jalapeno Cheetos. Fresh good sandwich. Do they have any ducky nuggets? They do. They have a giant end cap full of ducky nuggets. I mean, you guys can go nice. And really kind of any kind of mundane, like there's some rope. Well, I just want to, I just really want to get some ducky nuggets to put aside for rations for later because, uh, you know, the salted meats last pretty well. So I figure on the off chance I don't come across another duckies, I should at least have something to eat for a while. If I somehow manage to survive the next few hours. I go to the restroom. They are the cleanest restrooms in all the land. Let me know how those uh, those urinal cakes are doing in there, man. Will do. Oh, I mean, uh, what? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Strangely enough, all missing as if someone <laughs> previously cleaned them out. Oh, so we have we not checked everywhere for this egg? I mean, so I'm searching the store for the egg, and in the process of the searching, um, I kind of make my way behind the register. <laughs> okay. Um, or at least behind the counter. Is there a register available? There, there is in fact a register. It is locked. All right. I'm just. Looking for items that heal me. I just finished <laughs> unloading. There were health potions. Hey, uh, uh, Todd, come come here and do that thing you do with stuff that you need open when it isn't. No, 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 no. I'm in. I'm in this. I'm looking for this egg. We, it's about to get. It's about it, to go down. It might be in the register. I don't think it's in the register. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you got Todd being the voice of reason now. Is, I am, I am going good. to try and deceive Todd into believing that this that this thing is in the register. Does anyone want a cobalt kolache? <laughs> I'll take one. Todd, we're, we're not entirely certain how big this egg is supposed to be. There's a chance that it's inside this register. Would you like to die knowing that we didn't check? Yeah, sure. I, I, I'll take that chance. You can't deceive me. Damn. You wave your hand and look like a fool. <laughs> <laughs> Todd, 
Todd, give me an inside check. Yeah, you know that there's no way an egg would fit in that register. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, we didn't check the second logging cabin, right? Yeah, no, we did We did not. One and we checked three. I say we checked one, three. You guys checked the mausoleum. We're checking this now. We checked the Durger King. Or no, we, we went in the Durger King to get breakfast, but we didn't check it. They wouldn't check. They wouldn't keep an egg in there. Right? <laughs> they might be cooking the egg in the Durger King. You don't know. You guys have not checked either of the fast food places, the bar or the hotel, or two out of the three logging company buildings. Wait, what? we did. We were in two of the three. You, yeah, but you only searched one of them. Oh, that's true. All right. So everybody pick a building and go search. Let's save some time. I'm going to okay. building number two, logging building number two. That's what I... I guess I'm going to logging building number three. I will go to the hotel. Okay. So logging building number two and logging building number three don't take a ton of time to search. The hotel has about 20 different guest rooms, all of which are locked. The front desk staff, you're not sure where they're at, but they're not at the front desk. The second logging building was clearly the bunkhouse. Todd, give me an investigation check. And keep in mind, searching all these buildings is going to eat up your time between now and sunset. Right. Can I can I challenge them to an agony Kai? <laughs> What time are we at now? Uh, you guys are probably at about two o'clock right now. Okay. So in order for you to search, we're going to say sun's going to go down at six o'clock. It is two o'clock now. So you can pick four buildings to search. We'll say the logging buildings will take half an hour each. The restaurant would take an hour. The two fast food places, a half hour. And the hotel, two hours. And that's per person. So let's do the let's do the four half hours all like um, separately. So the three logging cabins and the... At once. Duck, duck yeah. down Donald. I do also want to point out that isn't there that caravan dude like in his hunkered down four truck? Yes. Like maybe we should go knock on that dude's magic truck thing. <laughs> See if he'll. Uh... I thought he took off with the other two. No. Oh. He bunkered down, right? Like, isn't he? No, the dwarf you guys saw smoking a cigar bunkered down in his truck, but you also realized that your opportunity to speak was... Totally gone. He was bunkered down. Okay. Um, you can go knock on the door, but he ain't answering. Fair enough. Oh, man. I don't think... I think it's in a late... It's got to be in one of the hotel rooms because some guests probably fa- like went and, and did something, right? Like They went skinny dipping. Yeah, yeah. And found it, found an egg, put it back to the room. There's 20 rooms to investigate. There's no way we can investigate 20 rooms. Two hours. You get four people in there, it's half an hour. He says, so you're going to just go every room in there? Just take... Yeah. We just start kicking down doors, man. <laughs> kicking doors down. We've been to the mausoleum. Been to the mausoleum. Right, tell me who's going to what buildings. I'm in building three. I was... In in blogging building two. Baba, you want to you want to search anything in particular? So I'll take the McCobolds, and that's thirty. Durger King. Durger King. So we ate at the Durger King, but didn't search. Well, we didn't. No one went to the restroom, for instance. They could have left their baby on the baby changing table. I don't know what you do with an egg. I didn't have home ed. <laughs> I'll help. I'll help somebody. I think the odds that it's in a restaurant are low, but I mean it's still worth really? checking out. Yeah. I think I think it's gonna either be in the hotel or in one of these logging cabin logging offices. I'm gonna take the Durger King. Can I just help with the hotel? Okay. And so Baba's gonna go get started on the hotel. I think we should we should also maybe we could cut out like if we could figure out whose rooms were occupied, maybe we could cut out some time there by only checking there's the rooms. There's no there's no staff available there, to there's, ask. there's gotta be a registry, right? Like when you sign in, there's a guest book, no? Usually? No? What type of hotels you been at? Yeah, he ain't signing no guest book in his entire life, ever. The entire <laughs> his life, he's never signed a guest Especially book. not one that the guests just all have access to. Like. <laughs> 
I mean, you'd be behind the counter if there's no one there. Just start looking around behind the counter. That's all I'm saying. One where the guests sign their name, Charlie Mc. I've got a dragon egg. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm just trying to find out which rooms are occupied so that we could cut out some some rooms here. But that's fine. So do what do I see in the McCobolds? Uh, give me an investigation check. All right. But I never got to see what was in the... That's true. Hang on. We're going to resolve Todd's first. Okay, so Todd, you uh, ha- it's clearly this is where the um, lumberjacks bedded down. This was kind of the bunkhouse. You are able to find about 40 bunk beds. I mean, mattresses. I mean, so it's like 20 bunk beds, a number of foot lockers, all containing quite a bit of woolen socks, red and black tabards, the most recent articles of Axman's Monthly, furs, 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 not... not uh, F- that's F-I-R, F-I-R, F-I-R. Oh, jeez. It's a whittling enthusiast book. That's not a farrier magazine. Yeah, yeah no. Yeah, <laughs> not a that's, that's up north. The farriers are up north. You uh, And a bunch of other pointless bullshit. There's nothing in here really of value. It's mostly all the personal effects of the various dead. You can find some, you know, some letters to their families at home, some uh, personal trinkets, a couple of pocket knives, a locket here and there. Is there anything that you particularly want to, uh, to find in a mausoleum of dead lumberjacks? Besides the egg? No. There is no egg. No egg. Okay. There is no egg. I didn't move to the hotel. You have a little bit of a harder time searching through the the McCobolds. I mean, you do notice that the staff is gone, which is kind of weird. It takes you a minute to kind of jimmy the pass through to get back behind the counter. I mean, you look through the dining area. There's nothing really there. Go back. Um, You do find a uh, a jug of uh, McCobolds secret sauce. You ask yourself, what is the secret? But that's really the only thing of value you can find. Mm. I'll just uh, I'll, I'll dip a finger into the into the McCobol sauce, take a quick taste. <laughs> so you're you're tasting pure uncut McCobol? Oh no! <laughs> uncut. Give me a, a Constitution roll. Uh, just a little, you know, just a little fingertip. Not a, you know, <laughs> just enough to get a taste. Constitution save, yeah. Mm. Releases his bowels. No. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! No, but um, <laughs> you have developed a taste for this stuff. So you know, you dip your finger in a little bit, and you're like, oh man, this is really good. And you just kind of keep dipping. Do you just get addicted to cobalt? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just, just develop the habit. Meet that cobalt sauce, baby. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, not no really talent, but man, you just he's walking around like lick 'em sticks constantly, but you don't find anything else else in there. All right, Eldrin, the building you're searching is clearly more of a garage and equipment area. You know, there's uh, quite a few bins with axes, sharpening stones. The backup magical engine for the uh, the the cart is in here. You do find kind of kicked over in the corner a burlap sack, and when you go to pick it up, it's got a little bit of a a jingle to it. Oh man, I open the sack. To look what's inside. It looks like a big pile of gold, man. Snap. I'm going <laughs> to take that take that sack and uh, carry it outside. Hey, guys, look what I found. Clearly, this is a, a bag of the loot that the crew was trying to make off with and didn't make it onto the truck. All right. I let everyone know that we I found our, our pay. Who's searching the Durger King? Oh, me. Moyle. Moyle. Okay, so you, uh, Moyle, you managed to get back behind the counter and you're digging around for a little bit. But with that 17, you find a switch that's kind of concealed under one section of the fry uh, bin in the back. And you pop it and a little panel swings open in the back. And there is uh, there's clearly a safe 
back here. All right. I will try to open that safe. You don't have any safe cracking abilities. Perception. Here we go. With a nine, you can tell that it's a safe. It has a dial. The dials go from what numbers on the safe go from one to 60 and that you turn it clockwise and then counterclockwise and then clockwise again to input a sequence of three numbers that would pop open the lock. I will call for Eldrin. I believe he has a lock picking kit. I do not. Does anyone have a lock picking kit? You might want Todd's. Thief tools. Oh, Todd. Uh, where is Todd? And moseyed on to the, to the hotel. Yeah, you went to the hotel with me. All right. I head over there. So, uh, see, what do you need me here for? Oh, hey, Todd. I got a job for you. You see? Hey, real quick. Baba, are you the only one searching the hotel currently? I thought Todd came after. I did. I did at first. Yeah, I thought he came after the. Uh, he finished where he was. But yeah, I was the only one there at first. Yes. Give me a roll real quick because yeah, this is going to represent the first half hour of everybody searching. Okay. So we're going to say at the end of the first half hour, Moyle, you found that safe. And let's see if Baba finds anything at the hotel. I'm investigating. Yeah. Whoa, that 20. I found the egg. The egg. <laughs> <laughs> You find a guest register, and in the guest register, there is an entry for two knights, two paladins of Trithurion named Cull and Comforance. So Cull and Comforance. They were recently here two weeks ago. They signed their names with somewhat of a flourish and stayed in the presidential suite. You also find the key to the little mini mart in the lobby, and you can pop that open and get a grab-and-go healing potion out of the, the lobby for free. I will do that. Have we suspected the paladins? have taken it yet? Has that been on our list of suspects? Nope. Probably should have thought that since they came here. They (laughs) dropped off the the gym and uh, yeah, it makes sense that they Mm -hmm. could have taken it. (laughs) Which will leave us screwed. Yeah, that would be bad. Okay. That's your first half hour. So Todd was sauntering over to the hotel when Moyle intercepted him now. So now we are at 2 o'clock in the afternoon, uh, rolling to 6. And uh, what time is what time is sundown? 6. Six. Six? We got four hours. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, mix up that water and, uh, you know, the vitamin pack and get, you know, these six worth of spell slots back. That's all right with everybody. Well, I need something to wash down this uh, this tasty McCobold sauce over here. Anybody, anybody want some? I just got like the tub of it under my arm. I'm not touching that shit. I've seen, I seen how, how you've been licking your lips since you, you tasted it. Aid's not sharing that with anybody. Uh, <laughs> like I offered it, but you can very much tell by my eyes I didn't want mm. you to take any. No one wants this gold, huh? <laughs> No, no, we definitely want the gold. Don't worry about that. Okay. We'll, we'll, we'll deal with that later. We have to be alive to deal with the gold. I've got my sock. How about we mm-hmm. send three people at the hotel? That was the plan. Yeah, I'm, I'm heading over to the hotel. Okay, for right. sure. So while they're doing that, I'm going to head up to the restaurant and see if there's anybody there to talk to or try and search through this place. The employees are mysteriously gone. Mm. It's one of those things where it's very ghost towny. It, it is really odd, but it's, it's empty as can be. You can find the gnomish bartender's recipe for, for Tom Collins. You can find the uh, the set list for the animatronic ducky. You find a half chewed urinal cake. Yeah. The bite marks look really familiar, but yeah, nothing nothing of even with a twenty three, nothing of interest. I mean, you you do a great job. I'm just I'm just in there flipping tables over. 
So um, also while I'm looking for the egg, is there like anything like that they have like, you know, maybe some bread or like some like some meat sitting around that I can maybe slather some of this uh, this McCobalt sauce on? See if I can make a sandwich out of it. <laughs> yeah. With the 23 investigation, I will absolutely say you found the key to their freezer because, you know, it is a, it is a restaurant bar yeah. and grill. So and, and they're fairly well stocked. I mean, it's mostly fast casual. But yeah. It's a lot of pre pre-prepared food. So, yeah, I mean, if you wanted to make like a, you know, I'm just looking like, a, like a turkey sandwich or maybe a pastrami with some McCobalt. Kobolds go for it, man. Wheat. It is all you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a little, little peckish. And then I eat, I eat my McCobles sandwich, my custom McCobles sandwich, and wash it down with that, uh, with this zest, zesty beverage here, and get myself back to two uh, spell slots. So does that top you back off spell slots? Actually, it does. Ava, are you drinking your health potion that you found? Are you topping yourself off? Yeah, I'd like to. Right. Awesome. Yeah, I'm gonna. F- yeah, fuck that. Just give yourself eight hit points back. <laughs> <laughs> How many hit points did you have? He he was he lost a bunch from that last encounter, didn't he? He did. No, no, I didn't. Nah, just you're back up to full. I don't want to have to keep sprinkling health potions around since I'm not making you guys get a long rest. Yeah, eight, eight puts me back. To, but no, I I only took I only took three hit points. Oh, maybe I was thinking of the today. previous one. Anyways, he takes half damage when he's raging. Barbarians are goddamn hard to kill. That's right. It was the hands. No, we all got tickled to death. That was about it. There's a lot of purple nurpling. Last <laughs> <laughs> We're in the second hour. Fate, you're searching the restaurant. Eldrin, what are you doing? I head over to the hotel and uh, go find Baba. And uh, yeah. Baba, you and Eldrin, give me your investigation checks real quick before we resolve this safe. Sure. Okay. Yeah, that was much more successful. <laughs> Ugh. You guys find a hotel with a two and a five. You did. You did find the hotel. It's doing fine till you got here. Sorry. Uh. <laughs> they find each other. <laughs> this hour is pretty much a lost hour for you guys. Moyle and Todd. All right. So you guys are in front of the safe of the Mad Durgers in the Durger King. What are you doing? I'm trying to crack crack the safe. All right. Give me a um, proficiency check with your thieves tools. Oof. Nice. Man, it turns out the the combination is the launch date of the Durger, Durger King Jr. sandwich, um, which is surprisingly <laughs> popular. So you you, yeah. as you spin in the date, you're like, oh, it couldn't be this. Spin it in, and sure enough, and pop it open. And I'm going to need you and Moyle to make a uh, constitution saving throw as gas billows out from the inside of the safe. <laughs> <laughs> saving throw? It's got to be in the saving throw one. Yeah. Yeah, I made a point to refer to them as the Mad Durgers before <laughs> I asked you what you were doing with Todd. You uh, take this big huff of gas and shake it off. You've smelled worse before. Moyle, you pass out. Just flop, flop to the ground. Todd, you crack open the safe masterfully and poison gas billows out and knocks your healer unconscious and you can see a slip of paper sitting in the safe. I, I, grab, I grab the paper. Do you speak Dwarven? I do not. I speak many things. I don't think that's one of them. He has approximate knowledge of many things. Is anyone here a dwarf? I do not believe I do. No. Okay, so this is useless. <laughs> I mean, I take it with me just in case. <laughs> <laughs> what are you? Uh, what are you doing with Moyle? Oh, oh, he's passed out. Yeah, I can't do much. Isn't he six five, three five hundred pounds? Two eighty. I mean, a lot more since I've been eating. My weight is down. Uh, I put a pillow underneath his head and I just walk out. <laughs> <'Cause there's laughs> not much I can do right now. We got to search this hotel. Sleep well and dream of large women. 
<laughs> you, you pull down a couple of bags of buns and slide them up. <laughs> okay, so that brings us to we are at all right. So it's two uh, thirty. Moyle is unco- Shut up, Moyle. You're unconscious. Uh, you got a big face of Todd Gas and Pat right now. <laughs> So, uh, fate's uh, pretty pretty excited about going out back outside and putting this uh, putting this rod off in the ground here because uh, it's getting a little tight and we still haven't found this thing. And I don't, fate's not keen on dying. Three and a half hours. We don't know how long it's going to take for this thing to kick in. I mean, three and a half hours though. <laughs> Let me ask you this, Eldrin. What's the closest city from here between where we at and the next city? I I, I don't know offhand. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. We in the middle of nowhere. How long is it going to take for somebody to get to us in the middle of nowhere? I'm just assuming it's going to be some sort of magical spell that's going to put like a barrier around that's this a, thing. That's I a don't big know. assumption. Uh, you know, sometimes <laughs> you got to make those assumptions and just uh, keep keep at it. I think we're going to find this egg in this. Either we're going to find the egg in this hotel, or it's not going to be here. That's where I, I think we're at. Right. And then if it's not here, then we're going to be screwed. So. I want to go to the presidential suite. That's what I want to look in the presidential suite yeah. specifically. Y'all got, y'all got 30 minutes crossing my arms <laughs> holding this nice quarter staff that I'm trying to hold on to. You guys uh, head up to the presidential suite. And give me some investigation checks. Okay. <laughs> it's just oh. us two. Uh, I, I'm asleep. What am I going to do? Is there anybody else there? Uh, so it's just no. Todd, Baba, was, yeah, and I just left the Western. It's only oh. yeah, it's only oh, it's just two. two of them. Right. So yeah, guys, um, you find a mini bar. It is stocked with tiny little bottles of, of vodka and whiskey and rum. Some tiny little packs of Oreos in there, which look delicious. But there's a really nice duvet cover. There is a guide to the amenities at the waypoint with the in-service menu, uh, which appears to be actually brought over from the Duckies Bar and Grill. But yeah, you. With a five and a seven, you ain't finding shit. I'm just going to say, who has in that should be doing these investigations? Because we are (laughs) definitely not the ones to be doing it. Investigation? I ain't got it either. Yeah, that's not me. It's it's fate. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Get your ass in here. (laughs) All right, fine. If you can't find anything in this room, then I promise you, you will will be able to plant that staff in the middle of the thing. Real quick, Fate, roll an insight check for me. Uh, You don't know where Moyle is. Moyle's, where's Moyle? Oh, yeah. That's weird. Uh, Moyle's in the poison gas. Got him. No, no, no. Fate looks around, notices Moyle is missing and is is not overly concerned. He just keeps kind of moving. It's like, uh, it'll resolve itself. Whatever. keeps going. That checks out. (laughs) (laughs) So he'll be fine, I'm sure. And so, yeah, he heads on to uh, continue investigating this room because he's more concerned with getting that checked out so he can go plant the stupid pole in the ground. Oof. Within 11, you do notice something that Eldrin and Baba might not have caught is there is a really odd odor to the room. Not unpleasant, but almost almost like somebody was just burning incense in there constantly the entire time. Somebody been uh, here smoking devil weed? One of y'all smoking devil weed? <laughs> No? Okay. All right. Y'all don't smell that? Nobody else smell that? It's just me? I just thought it was like, you know, the room. Normal room smell. So I'm going to I'm gonna push ahead the clock to 3.30 at this point. Whoa, that's a whole hour. I gave him 30 minutes. I'm going to be putting this thing in the ground already. Listen, listen. I'm, I'm going in that room. There's something in that room. I'm now in the room. Um, can does this, Do I get a general idea of where the scent is coming from? Uh, no, it, it, it's like if you've ever been into a smoking room in a hotel. There's just a layer of blech that's, that sits in okay. it. It's kind of like that, except it's not a bad. Um, is there any details about the room in general? Anything? Uh, um, noticeable bed, nice 
bed flipped over, uh, bedding, pictures on the wall, lack of pictures on walls. No, with your 11 investigation check, all you're getting is, "Ah, no smells. Can we reinvestigate every 30 minutes? You guys can certainly burn another half hour searching. Uh, I think we should burn another half hour. I'll give you one more. You all get to roll, but that's going to push the clock to four o'clock. Jesus. All right. right. Um, Killing me. Come on. God damn it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Yes. There we go. Oh, there that's, we go. see, that's what I needed to see. Hey, the rest of you roll. Oh, okay, investigate. Uh, let's see. All right, so Baba with the five, Todd with the six. You guys get locked in the closet for the half hour, <laughs> and are trying to get out of it for that thirty minutes. I think I found something in here. <laughs> Is it Todd? They found, they found each other in the closet <laughs> and themselves. My hand is between these two warm pillows. <laughs> Eldrin, you do smell the same inset smell that Fate picked up on, and you actually recognize it as a little bit of frankincense, which uh, you connect to funeral rites. Um, it's used in certain circumstances to ward off the fae um certain sprites can't stand the smell of frankincense so that's kind of where you've picked it up before but you know that typically it's used in funeral rites fate you find a uh, little slip of paper that has looks like a it had been a you know a small scroll that had been rolled up really tightly like it had been in a message tube that had clearly been dropped and then maybe got pushed back behind one of the end tables by uh, the cleaning crew and they came in instead of being picked up. Hmm. All right. Uh, I'll pick that up and see if I can read anything on it. What languages do you speak? Uh, common, Elven, Draconic, and I didn't pay attention earlier, but I do have Dwarvish also. Dwarven is at the bottom of my list. Yeah, it uh, it basically reads uh, a set of coordinates, and you're you know you're book learning enough to know that the set of coordinates is in fact the tomb here, and it just it basically says uh, drop off crystal, watch for three days, complete transaction, leave. Complete transaction. Did you find some fate? Yeah, I found a note here, and I'm not quite sure what the hell this means. Uh, drop off crystal, wait three days, complete transaction, leave. Transaction with who? And generally, a transaction, there's something going both directions. So, you know, if they were dropping off, you know, crystal, what were they receiving? How did you read this? Is that a, is that an elven or dwarven? Because I got some paper that was dwarven. Can you read that? Oh, uh, yeah, my bad. Did you, did you say something about that earlier? I wasn't paying attention. Yeah, what you got? Give it here. Faye, you can tell that this does appear to be the actual formula from a kobold's secret sauce. <laughs> it does appear that the Durger have to sneak over to the kobolds in the morning and steal the formula. What have you done, Todd? <laughs> what have you done? <laughs> I think oh. that's what Moyo died for. <laughs> <laughs> for the Krabby Patty secret formula. <laughs> now, this is probably give, would legitimately give the Durger a foot up in the long-running fast food wars of the Northern Reaches. But you also feel a little bit of a tinge because now you know you could make as much sauce as you wanted. And you just flash to a vision of you out in the desert in a camper, brewing up your own batch of McCobold secret sauce in your underwear. And then you flash out of it for a second. I have to stop and look at, though, what exactly are the ingredients in this McCobold's? I need to know. 
It's delicious. Um, it is um, tomato paste, water, sugar, mayonnaise. That shit is ketchup and, and mayonnaise. <laughs> Relish. Oh, okay. I see. Okay. It, is, it is secret Ball. sauce. It literally is. Like a, yeah, a little bit of a, a little bit of diced onion and star anise. <laughs> Prunes, prunes. <laughs> All right, now I'm not. Now I'm. <laughs> uh, and uh, and that's it. That's legitimately it. Oh man, the prunes uh, has me worried for Faith's future because he was eating a lot of that sauce. I mean, I'm just uh, I'm just dipping my finger in it, man. You know, it's like like French fries. You know, you just kind of you don't consume a whole bunch of it. You just keep going at it little by yeah, little. But man, it's been like three hours, and you've you've whittled <laughs> down that, that bit of sauce quite a bit now. I'm it's, a little it's worried fine. about you. Fine. <laughs> Anytime he says as he takes another giant finger <laughs> scoop. <in. laughs> so wait, do we? I'm kind of rubbing it onto my gums and everything. Just <laughs> did we just waste three hours or in this room just to find what we already knew? I mean, we didn't know that there was a transaction happening. So they clearly came here. They've been the, the smell in here is because they've been trying to keep some some fay out. I think it's found the egg. I'm gonna go put this pole outside, and I'm gonna go uh, maybe try. Sense to the guy outside and see if maybe we can all not die. Anybody got any objections to that? Yes. I mean, yes. I'm, I'm out of ideas because we clearly <laughs> haven't found the egg, so I think it's a good chance that it's not here. They traded it. Makes his way downstairs. He's he's now he's concerned for his life, so he's put down the tub of McColes because shit just got real. <laughs> so he runs outside and he's picking up the rock. He hasn't still quite put the staff into the ground yet, but he's talking mm-hmm. to the rock. Hey, um, hey, I didn't get your name, man. What? How, how you doing, man? What What is your name? What do I refer to you as? I, I told the other guy it was Zarthos. Zarthos. Yeah, yeah, Zarthos, the kobold. Keep him talking. So, so uh, Zarthos, Zarthos, um, buddy, man, we have been in here. I don't know if you noticed, it's been a couple of hours, man. And we have been really scouring this place. Like, damn, like, only thing we haven't done is burnt everything down to try and find the egg. As you told us, we'd probably burn the egg. So, um, we've ripped this whole place apart trying to find the egg for you guys. And it just, the most we seem to come across is that somebody may have... St- taken the egg from here paladins took it um there do you guys happen to remember like a couple of paladins being out here this way recently you hear like a long pause on the other side of it he goes look man i don't know why you guys think we're gullible you know we're decent honest folk so you came out to our place if you you think you can push us around because we're short and we're kobolds oh you're you're pissing them off let me let me show you something no, no, listen, listen, you think you're a big fan? Put staff in the ground. <laughs> in the ground already. I'm not even letting him finish the sentence. Staff is in the ground. Right as you say that, you hear him say, "You want a, you want an example? You want to see? You want to see who's really in charge here?" And you hear him kind of cover up the mic a little bit and go, "Show them, boys." And the palisade starts to rumble, and it just drops to about six feet into the ground. And what was a large defensive perimeter now looks like like a little garden fence as it sinks, drops straight down Wait. into the ground where it's clearly been tunneled underneath and mm. undermined. Yeah, we um, and now you guys have a really clear view of the massive horde of angry little dragon men encircling the waypoint. We are going to die. 
Did, did you put the staff? In? Yeah, I put the staff in the ground. The staff is in the ground. All right, you slot the staff in. Nothing happens for a second. You start to get a little bit nervous, and then you kind of rotate it 90 degrees, and it locks into place. Okay. Uh, Push the goddamn button. A beam shoots up 30 feet into the air and slowly coalesces into a glimmering silvery blue dome that Call starts it. to shape over the waypoint. You can still see through it. It's translucent, but it's 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 got kind of a soap bubble haze to it where light reflects across it and shimmers. There's a little bit of distortion there, but you can still see the group outside. When it first appears, a volley of arrows springs across, arcs through the air, and just immediately just bounces off. And then a second volley of arrows, and then a volley of flaming arrows, and they're all deflected kind of pointlessly. And then you hear the speaking stone speak up. And he goes, oh, okay, so we're going emergency defense system? Okay, no, that's cool. Um, there's something you should know. That's going to keep most of us out, but not the really dangerous ones. Mm -hmm. We'll be seeing you guys at sundown. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Let's hear votes for MVP for the session. You know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to vote surprisingly. I'm going to vote Todd. Got cracked two safes. That's all I did, though. Yeah. Yeah. There wasn't, wasn't a lot done in general. Yeah. I bust through a door and I opened the sarcophagus. I, uh, I poked at the hot springs. Oh, I actually also intimidated to get the staff. He, he did. He was going to get the staff anyways, wasn't he? Not, not until I intimidated. Uh, you know, on second thought, I think I would like to change my vote to me because I put the driver <laughs> to sleep and got them both killed if they tried to run off yeah. without paying us. I was going to say, Fate had a lot of really key investigation <laughs> and did accidentally kill two people. So. <laughs> he also could have you also could have got them out before they died when if you'd have used the sleep instead of running. What, what did he do? Some I just sleep. let him leave. I didn't. I didn't do anything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You can't get MVP and then kill the people he let leave. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> I didn't feel like we need to aggress on them. That's all I'm saying. Like you know, everything you could have been. I, yes, I, I, I didn't kill them. I helped them die. <laughs> yeah, fate fate definitely helped kill two people and Todd just shattered one man's soul. Uh and got the staff that is now protecting us. The staff was coming out anyways. I, yeah. It was. I mean, he immediately went to go get it. He was gonna we go told do him it. that the dude died and he was like, Oh, okay. Oh, well that's right. Uh, we better uh, How about y'all didn't do anything? I did stuff. MVP. People's champ. How many people caused one of their teammates to be knocked out? That's true. He asked me to open a safe. He called me over he, there. He to did open ask the for that safe to be opened. And and you failed to uh, to push open the the sarcophagus. How did you? Yeah, but I mean, you you failed spectacularly. You looked. But he, he opened the lock to get y'all in there. Like I'm he really did. giving him a lot of credit he for opening did. up the safes. Yeah, yeah. People, I'm going. I'm going with with. Todd. Vote Todd. People shit. Uh, no, I'm winning the most wrestling award. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the guy. That would be the guy who's asleep right now, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would wait, give it to wait, Fate just for wait, the investigation. Hold on. Wait, 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 wait. Fate this. absolutely wins MVP because Fate scared the uh, the the uh, the merchant away from duckies and got us all free stuff. That is also true. 
I think that's the tipping point. We need to go ahead and award MVP again, not to Todd. The <laughs> this is becoming a uh, uh, I think that's going to be the meme is not giving it to Todd. <laughs> what I like is, is Todd thinks he's Michael Jordan and everyone is like Carl Malone or Charles Barkley. He is looking for a reason, but he's never actually winning the championship. <laughs> I see what y'all are doing here. I see. <laughs> MVP will give the fate. We will give Todd play the game for his 20 on intimidation against a weak-willed accountant. So hey, let's give Todd MVP or uh, play the game for okay. bullying poor Steve, poor Steve. Uh, into a drinking habit, which will probably haunt him for a few years. Shatter that man's whole existence. 